It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 51. I'm excited to have this next conversation. It's because it deals with an issue that I have yet to to find a good understanding. I need uh, this to be explained to me uh, by some of the smart folks uh, around. I'm uh, humble enough to admit that there uh, comes a time when sometimes stories are presented. I don't quite understand them, uh, and I'm lucky enough to have this position here as a talk show host to be able to reach out and speak uh, to the experts, the folks that know uh, all about that. And for that reason, we uh, have on the program right now... Tim Gill, Salt Lake County District Attorney, uh, he and his office are behind a piece of legislation uh, sponsored by Representative Marsha Judkins and Senator Todd Weiler dealing with uh, conviction integrity, a bill called, uh, well, it, it would essentially establish a conviction integrity unit. Uh, so on the line now is the Salt Lake County District Attorney to explain to me exactly what is a conviction integrity unit. Sir, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure, Lee. Always a pleasure. So uh, to answer your question, what this is, is it goes back to a very simple principle that we've always grown up understanding, which is that better to let 10 guilty people go free than to convict or incarcerate one innocent person. That's a long-held belief that we have about the notion of fairness uh, in our criminal justice system. So the idea of a conviction integrity unit is that when public prosecutors have the authority to charge people, should we discover errors or omissions that have a clear impact on the integrity of that prosecution or the outcome because it would have been dramatically and materially Im- impacted, what is our both moral and ethical legal uh, and legal uh, responsibility to correct that? And so the idea is this is something not we do arbitrarily. This is something that there we have to have uh, new evidence. We have to have uh, uh, its felonious conduct and that uh, and then uh, it has to go through through an independent review. And what we did is, when we created our Conviction Integrity Unit, uh, the advisory board that reviews this for us is uh, comprised of uh, former uh, Chief Justice uh, uh, Christine Durham, uh, former uh, Third District Court Trial Judge Judith Atherton, uh, Gil Athey, who is a 45-plus year defense attorney and has done every uh, kind of trials you can think of and defense work, and then uh, Dave Schwendeman, who has almost... Uh, 35, 40 years as a federal prosecutor, including uh, doing uh, international war crimes at the Hague. So it's a blue ribbon panel that we put who of jurists who would then look at this uh, new claim and if they find that there's sufficient evidence that would meet uh, those concerns about the integrity of our prosecution and the fairness of the process, then they would make a recommendation to me as this elected district attorney and then I would then act uh, on it or not act upon it and and and, and if we think that uh, justice demands to be able to go to the court and say hey here's the mistake that was identified or here's the error that clearly imp- impacts this person's uh, 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 conviction and move to sometimes vacate that uh, or find that appropriate remedy so it's really about the notion of fairness that we all 
understand and we promise and we believe in, but what does it look like when there's an error and how do we deliver on that promise? Let me ask you this. You've had uh, a system similar to this, a unit in place uh, in your own office for some time now. You, you went through the long list of folks, yeah. uh, this uh, group of heavy hitters you have, the solid group. Can you talk to us a bit about the, the track record thus far? W- which cases have you, have you dealt with uh, with this unit in place thus far? Sure. So, uh, you know, uh, I can't talk about the specific cases we're looking at, but they are looking at a, uh, some cases. And it's a relative new issue, and luckily, uh, there's not a uh, avalanche of cases that uh, that we need to look at. So it confirms that we are doing our work in the right way. But the the value of this unit comes by creating a pathway for those individuals who otherwise may not have any other way to petition and and have that be looked upon. So when there is a issue that is raised, and like I said, they're looking at a, a case right now, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and if it rises to that level where there's new evidence that uh, indicates that uh, a, 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 the miscarriage of justice may have happened or an error that might have contributed to an outcome that is not supported by the the law or or, or, or or process then we have a mechanism by which to address that issue uh, so so the good thing is it's not an avalanche of cases the other good thing is that if, when that issue does arise then we have a process uh, and a procedure in place uh, by which we, are, we can f- uh, get that measure of justice for that person who might have been impacted. Uh, and sometimes uh, looking at it and saying, no, there is nothing new here, And uh, but you asked us to look at it, and uh, it doesn't rise to that level, and, and it's being done independently, objectively, and transparently. Let me ask you this. Statutorily, there are some avenues available to those convicted of crimes. You can uh, at times have cases reviewed. There are uh, there is an appeals yeah. process. Uh, in fact, as I was getting ready for this conversation, was able to stumble into two such cases, one of uh, David Hawkins, another of Christopher Wickham, who were able to, uh, after engaging the process as it exists in statute currently, uh, have their cases overturned and have uh, justice served in their uh, uh, favor. Absolutely. How, how does and, your uh, unit, sir, differ from what's on the books now? Uh, yeah, so, so uh, uh, you know, and so the thing is, uh, the way our, uh, first of all, we're not a substitute for any other unit, uh, uh, you know, any other process that, that may have been created. Uh, ours is a very different process. It's certainly a wider process. And in fact, one of those cases, which was about the father and the recantation of uh, the, the son's testimony, right. because uh, uh, when it initially came, we, we looked at it under our system and we didn't have a mechanism. And so we were actually reviewing that case uh, 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 as a part of our uh, uh, conviction integrity because once we created the unit, we were reviewing exactly that case. And the, uh, the Attorney General's office made that decision because they went through that process, and that's perfectly fine. So our goal is not to compete with anybody else, but to recognize that as the Salt Lake County DA's office, we can look at a range of those issues uh, when they are presented themselves. And 
they, the attorney general's process may be uh, is is something totally different than our process, and we're not trying to substitute for the appellate process. We're not trying to substitute for the attorney general's process, and but it is something inherent and implied within the authority of almost every prosecutor. Because if we, as a public prosecutor, have the uh, the power to take your liberty interest away, uh, then I think that it is also implied that we have the power uh, to address uh, the and correct that wrong when we discover it, because the most unethical and uh, unconscionable thing that I could do is if I know, Lee, that uh, you're innocent and you shouldn't be in jail, and then I choose to do nothing about it. Right, because that is a manifest uh, injustice that would happen at that point. And what we're saying is that uh, prosecution offices and prosecutors have that. Look, as a as a line prosecutor, when I was working in mental health court, when I was working as a city prosecutor and a, and a deputy district attorney, there were many times that we did orders nunc pro trunc to vacate uh, uh, convictions when we discovered something about it. So this is not something new per se, but what what is new is creating this new process and procedure which is objective and transparent and what makes our unit kind of unique is that not only the uh, the group that we have and the firepower that they bring but because we want to have an open and transparent conversation with our community about this because this is a public institution that their reports separate from my decision are something we will publish so we may disagree, but I have to own that disagreement, and they have the authority to publish that so any citizen can look at their reasoning, and that makes our Conviction Integrity Unit actually kind of unique in that feature than almost any other Conviction Integrity Unit in the country. We have just about 30 seconds remaining, and I, I do want to squeeze one last yeah. question in, and it has to do, I, I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to like legislation and such like that, yeah. and whenever I see a bill introduced, my first question is always, why? If you, sir, have been operating uh, for about the last year, with this unit of yours in place, why the need for legislation now? Because uh, because we don't want to make this murky or have any question about this issue. And by codifying the, this, we are actually ensuring that the decisions that we made then subsequently are those individuals can rely upon. So, for example, in St. Louis right now, there's a fight between the attorney general and, and a local prosecutor because they can't come to terms on it. And while in the middle of that is caught a, a person who, uh, by all intents and purposes shouldn't be sitting in jail. So what we were trying to do uh, is to go proactively ahead of it to make sure that we can streamline that process to avoid any future uh, pitfalls and to give kind of a, uh, a transparent certainty uh, to those who might be impacted so we can all have a shared uh, understanding of what we're doing. Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill, sir, I'm grateful to you for coming on the program and explaining to us this Conviction Integrity Unit and the piece of legislation associated with it. I'm grateful for your time. Thank you, Lee. Always a pleasure. Take care. All right, very good. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and next, in studio, I'll be joined by KSL News Radio's Dave Noriega. He, along with Debbie Dujanovic this morning, had a conversation with a representative on their show about a bill that would require law enforcement to ask where someone got their alcohol when issuing a DUI citation. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.